Jim, mold stomping grounds. <laughs> Hank Patterson, fly fishing guide. Riley Smith, tight end. Yeah, I appreciate that. Hey, you wouldn't happen to be the kicker. No, tight end. Again, thank you. I'm looking for a kicker for Lithia Ford's fall kickoff sale, but you're not the kicker. No. Yeah. Now nah, the kicker's probably taller and in a lot better shape. So, okay. What uh, position do you play? Tight end. Squats. Yeah. Try it sometime. may be retired, but I still have finances to manage. With direct deposit and automatic payments, ICCU makes it easy to spend less time banking and more time baking. RowPaint.com, the official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics, is going all in this season with an all-star lineup. First up, he led the Broncos to three conference championships and 10 20-win seasons. It's coach Leon Rice. Next, he's the founder and CEO of RowPaint.com. He played a little basketball in high school on the driveway with his mom. It's Andy Rowe. Want to just paint my house? Now that I can do. When I want Boise State to win, I trust Coach Rice to lead the Broncos to victory. And when I want the best painting and garage floor coating, I trust RowPaint.com. 
to get that job done right. It's time for Ball Talk with Sanford and Johnny. From what's happening on the blue at Boise State to the Mountain West and beyond. The biggest storylines, the best guests, and most outlandish opinions from two dudes who eat, sleep, and breathe college football. Today's broadcast is coming from the Cutwater Spirits Can Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of pre-mixed premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Can Cocktails is perfect for your next game day tailgate party. Ball Talk with Sanford and Johnny, featuring former Boise State quarterback and longtime coach Mike Sanford and KTIK 95.3 FM, the tickets, Johnny Mallory on Bronco Nation News. Season one, episode 11. Welcome to Ball Talk, Sanford and Johnny. I'm John Mallory, Johnny Ballgame with me. Former Yale fullback and tight ends coach, Yale Bulldogs, <laughs> Mike Stanford, joining us for obviously another edition here. Ball talk, and you get after it, talking about the bye week, the opponent for Boise State, Wyoming. Also, peek around college football, the drama, everything that comes with it. Glad you are with us right now. Tell your friends about ball talk, like and share it and spread the word. We'd greatly appreciate that. All right, coach. You have a good weekend. A lot of football, I bet, huh? Yeah, tons of ball. Um, you know, kind of a bad beats weekend uh, on the on the on the DraftKings circa uh, you know bet MGM apps for a you lot. You took of a us hit, tonight. huh? Coach took I a little. I yeah. think everybody took a little bit of a hit. Took some yeah, did. You know, <laughs> took smells. Um, I uh, I was telling you off air, but I'll share this with uh, with our our viewership here, the Ball Talk Nation here. Yeah. Uh, had a 13 game parlay 12 for 12 for 12 going into the night the, the last a little mountain west after dark picked the obvious san diego state at home easiest I, game of the week easiest game of the week get get back from a pumpkin patch um spend some time with the family <laughs> expect to turn it on and see you know 31 to 0 or something san diego state and it's 6 to 0 nevada fourth quarter and jalen maiden's driving and they're on the plus 20 going in to, to score a touchdown to win the game. And he just hands the ball to Nevada. And the Wolfpack snapped the old 16-game losing streak in my 13-game yep. perfect parlay. Program so. changer for the folks in Reno on that one, Coach Sanford. And just for our viewers <laughs> so they know, these were all money line bets. So Coach just needed San Diego State just to win. Seven they to six. To cover. Seven to six would have been great. That would have been a nice play. Uh, Get your questions in, comment. uh, You know, we'll get to those during our mailbag segment today of Ball Talk. Uh, Coach, a couple of big games. I know Ohio State with a massive win over Penn State, but I think even bigger, certainly in this region and whatnot, in conferences you know real well, Utah being able to beat USC again. Uh, They have had – Whittingham has had – 
Lincoln Riley's number since getting the gig there at USC. Uh, thoughts on that and everything going on with USC? That was an interesting loss, and, man, big win for Utah. Well, first off, it just goes to show the culture that's been in place at University of Utah, even pre predating Kyle Whittingham's uh, tenure as the head coach. I mean, it goes back. like It's hilarious to think the amount of places I've coached since my dad was coaching at University of Utah in 2003 and 2004. Kyle Whittingham was the defensive coordinator. Urban Meyer was the head coach. And Kyle Whittingham hasn't had to move his family because he was even at Utah, I think, six, seven, eight years before my dad was there. So you're going way back. Um, and, and for culture. them, yeah, it's culture. It's uh, awesome line play. They just, uh, the state of Utah plays really good high school football. You find great linemen in that state. Uh, and then they've done a really good job of recruiting Texas and California and the skilled positions. And, you know, they've, uh, the, the fact that they were able to go into the Coliseum, play against the team that every NFL franchise is salivating over in Caleb Williams and roll out a pig farmer from Southern Utah named Bryson Barnes that was working two jobs to pay for his school and just bided his time, waited it out. Cam Rising's red shirting this year. And Bryson yeah. Barnes with the heroic Herculean effort at the end of that game was just so incredible to watch. Um, and even more than that, you just watch like a contrasted styles and seeing the way that Utah's built, built on toughness, built on grit, built on a program that, you know, isn't completely turning over their roster with the portal and the, all the NIL money. They're just a team. And then on the flip side, you see USC. I mean, Lincoln Riley decided not to even send his players available to the post-game press conference. Like, who does that? Really weird. Really weird. Media market in the United States of America. And what Lincoln Riley's doing is he's forcing himself to have to win football games. And I'm not talking about normal games, like big games. And right okay. now, he's had two big games. And he's played against two top 25 teams, Notre Dame and Utah. And he's 0 for 2. And Caleb Williams in those two games, one touchdown, three interceptions. Something mm -hmm. isn't right. Lincoln Riley, even today, I guess he didn't show up for his radio appearance. Uh, was under the weather. You don't do that in, in Los Angeles. And I know personally, I've been a head coach where I was an outsider. I was a West Coast guy as a head coach in the deep south and at, in we at Western Kentucky. And when you're not from that place, you sure as heck better do your job and do it really well, or it's going to get hot in a hurry. Um, and everybody's saying he's going to go to the NFL after the season. I, I don't see that happening, man. With Lincoln Riley. Well, how do you, okay, when you were at Notre Dame, and to some extent, you know, USC goes through this as well, where uh, the biggest thing, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow is, is a national championship. The, the, that's the standard, the program. Even though Notre Dame hasn't won one since 1988, they still operate with that mindset, good, bad, whatever. That's how they do things. And when you have the two losses, which, I mean, takes you out essentially of that conversation in the current format, and you look at USC now, an uphill climb to get into the Pac-12 championship game. No more wiggle room whatsoever for Lincoln Riley. And if you look at that schedule, massive opponents look are still this, on it. This weekend. I mean, U USC, I believe this weekend is playing, gosh, I think they're playing, um, it's not Oregon State. They have Washington. No. They got Washington. Is that's that their, this weekend coming, or is there a bye? 
It's a bye week, but I believe their next game is against it's against Washington. And that's a coin flip at best for them, flip. or a coin flip. I mean, you look at like Washington's a complete team, and I love that Washington. Like, did they cover the spread against ASU? No, ASU's got the I think one of the top three defensive coordinators in college football, Brian Ward from Washington State, came okay. down and has just been working wonders. His blitz package is phenomenal. Mm. The rain was pouring. You know, UW's wearing purple uniforms and even Coach Pete's like, you know, what are they, what's the halftime adjustment? Coach Pete from the Fox booth in the broadcast back at the studio says, the halftime adjustment is take off those all purples and put on the good looking ones. I'm like, you're the right. Husky fans hate purple helmets too because they changed it in the mid 90s and they weren't as good and they always yeah. blamed it. I remember Slick Rick Neuheisel, his introductory presser in 1999. The first thing he says is, oh, by the way, we're going back to the gold helmets. And so he just won the presser just on his first statement. Rick Neuheisel knows. Uh, you know what buttons to press in operating a, a program no as I'm sure you know and no and that's doubt. totally what uh, what Chris Peterson was saying too uh kind of in jest but that was funny and yeah you've probably been on really good teams before that squeaked out a win yeah. against a lower level team in Absolutely. your league I mean that's college football dude it is and you and win the you game find, find a way to win games you survive those ugly ones they just feel they feel weird they look weird they smell weird they taste weird and you're like dude just survive in advance that's where UW's at and we've seen enough out of UW that they're more than capable of of hanging a 50 burger at any point in time so um but back to your question about the Notre Dames and the USC's um yeah US, when that USC's lot of gold out. is gone they're out like gone and Caleb Williams came back well, I guess he. This is his true, true junior year, I believe. He had to true yeah, junior. Yeah, he came back. Um, you know, there's talk about him even sitting out. Um, but I, you know, I think yeah. it's gonna be really interesting to see how it plays out with the rest of the year for him because they take a big L against Washington. I mean, what is the the appropriate decision for Caleb Williams? I mean, I think he's a good teammate. I think he'll finish out this year. But you know, USC is a is a seven and five, eight and four team is realistic right now. Isn't like, that crazy? Yeah. Because their defense is. is so flawed. Their offense doesn't mm -hmm. play well and direct in very important games. Um, and to what you talked about, about like playing for only a national title, that's really what they were doing. And and that's what the conversation was in this offseason. When I was at yeah. Notre Dame, it was interesting. I noticed that nobody had a bowl ring at Notre Dame. And they're clearly like, you're not in a conference, so you don't play for a, uh, you know, a Big East championship ring or uh yeah yeah you had a conference championship ring every year at Boise State don't you have five championship rings for the league yeah I think it's uh yeah five because we didn't win it in 2002 as a player but then we won it in 2014 as a coach gotcha so five of them but you know it's interesting is when you go to a New Year's Six Bowl game every team in the country get get still gives you a ring like for going to mm -hmm. a New Year's Six Bowl game you know, so I, I'm at Notre Dame and I'm kind of like, hey, when are we going to get our Fiesta Bowl rings, man? I kind of like these things. They're fun to collect. So I asked, yeah, yeah. Her, I asked around, I'm like, hey, do we going to get these rings, you know? And sure enough, I, you know, I asked, I said, at Notre Dame, Brian Kelly told me this actually. He's like, he's like, Mike, at Notre Dame, we only play and compete for one ring and that's the national championship ring. And that's dead true. They're at, they, they give out two rings at Notre Dame. What? One, they give out the Notre Dame class ring when you graduate. So if you're, I mean, that's a top 10 institution in the United States, number one, uh, private, uh, parochial school in, in the, in the United States. 
So that ring means a lot. The only other one you compete for is is for that national championship. I didn't know that about Notre Dame. That was, shocks me. They like, don't Ooh. give bowl rings. I'm like, I want a ring one. <laughs> yeah, not even a fiesta bowl ring. Brian Kelly, nah, you know, I coach. You know, no, coach. We 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 only give out natty rings here. You know, I and that goes back. I mean, that's a tradition that started with Eric Parsegian and Newt Rockney. It's not like, you know, yeah. Lou, Holt, Lou Holtz too. It's like, hey, we're only going to compete for one ring. <laughs> It'll yeah, be interesting sure. to see what USC does moving forward because when I'm for a locker room like that, and you know you've been in them when the air, I mean, a large amount of this air gets let out of that seasonal balloon. I mean, it's up to probably the coaches and your best, you know, uh, players with you know the, the best leadership values to to really stay together. That's probably a really interesting thing going on in USC right now. Quickly, right? Yeah, it, there's no question it is. And, um, you know, you even look at other teams across the landscape. I mean, Penn State, you know, was – I mean, I, I loved Penn State going into this Ohio State game. I felt really good about even Drew Aller, like his his skill set, his talent, his arm talent. Man, Ohio State not only just played a thorough game, but their defense was just unbelievable. Jimmy Knowles, the defensive coordinator, dialing up all kinds of pressures. But you saw a deficiency in Penn State that – if nothing changes with this Penn State team on the offensive side of the ball, like they're not going to play for a national championship. And that's the same thing. Penn State wants to win national championships. Their fan base, that's what they look they live for. And what they put out on the field on the offensive side of the ball was a shame because it was such an incredibly well-played coached, well-played and well-coached game by Penn State on defense and on their special teams units. It was just a right. to watch. Let's get to Boise State, Coach. Uh, we'll get into who the hell Wyoming is in a little bit on ball talk. But first, uh, a bye week. You come out of a bye week. You head back into practice. What's that like, whether the team is good, bad, maybe in the middle like Boise State? you know, How do you benefit from a bye week? What are you hoping Boise State did? Well, I think first off, getting healthy. And, and it's not even just the, the, the players themselves that were out for games, but the amount of guys that play – um, you know, we always say in coaching that there's a difference between be, playing hurt and playing injured. Like playing hurt is you're banged up. You know, you have you have bumps and bruises. You might have a deep thigh contusion that when you wake up in the morning, you can't even walk to the restroom. I mean, that's a real thing that you guys, you know, play with and play through. But I, what, what I think that number one is the health, uh, the, the, the mentals, the mental state of this team is going to be really important because make no mistake the last time that they were out on the field uh the last 4 minutes and 30 seconds were an absolute nightmare for this program and so just yeah. getting back to a just a healthy state mentally for where they're at is is really important i think rallying the troops is important you know and sounds like they got some time off and time away coaches went on the road recruiting holding on to very valuable commitments or guys that they're near getting commitments from so um, I think that, you know, I, I think they got good practice work in self-scout. Like we talked to a, a couple weeks ago, I believe on, on uh, ball talk here, self-scout's really important. I think the, uh, the tendencies that are building with the two quarterback system, I, I know that they're working on what that looks like. Is there predictability? Is there not um, defensively? I think just, uh, you know, shoring up some of the, the late game issues that happen against Colorado state. Uh, in the defensive secondary and pass game, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be really interesting because this Wyoming team that's coming to town, 
I live an hour and 15 minutes from Laramie. Um, they're real and they're real in a different way. They're not real in a Washington way where you're just going to be amazed by all their skill and their speed, but you're, I mean, they are a, they're a punch you in the mouth, kind of a football outfit. Um, they play yeah. solid defense. They, they control the clock, you know, possessions are going to be very important, uh, for Boise state's offense, making possessions count. Um, and I think the turnover battle is going to be incredibly decisive in this game and important for Boise state. So, um, it's not like they're coming off a bye week and there's a layup in front of them. Um, you know, and like I've continued to say with, with this, with where we're at as a Boise state, uh, program and, and really college football nowadays in general, there's no givens on any Saturday coming up. Um, this team's going to have to go out and earn it. And I believe that they're up for the challenge. Um, and so it's, I think the bye week has been really important and you can go one of two ways, you know, in a bye week coming off a devastating loss, you can, you know, the team can start drifting, there's finger pointing, but you know, the, the, the coaching yep. staff, the leaders on this team have to galvanize this team and they got to be better for all the scars that they're bringing to this game against Wyoming. Have you heard uh, quickly, because the story over the weekend, Friday night, Gatlin Bear, Burley High School, uh, Boise State coaches were there to see him. And then Dan Lanning and Oregon are there. They're, they're, my boy, Junior Adams. was on assignment. My, my Junior boy, Adams, Junior your Adams. boy, your boy, <laughs> Junior Adams. Have you ever done that? Has that ever happened to you? Is that all fair? Or is that below the belt? Like, what was Andy thinking when he found out that Oregon was seeing Gatlin Bear play, Gatlin Bear committed. Is it how does that work between coaches, coach? I mean, it, it all is fair and love and recruiting, man. I mean, that's mm. the bottom line. It's it's kind of like signal stealing. Um, it, it, if if it happens on game day and if it happens from film study of what you get in your exchange, it's all fair game. And in recruiting, it's fair game until you get to signing day. And so that's the bottom line. And, and you have to, as a coach, you have to continue to recruit that player as if every power five team in the country is going to come knocking on that door. And even more with Gatlin Bear is you got to continue to recruit this guy potentially if he goes on his Mormon mission, which I believe he will. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to have to recruit Gatlin Bear for two and a half more years. And, um, you know, I, I remember we were in a situation yeah. at Stanford. We had Taysom Hill committed. That was my guy. I was all fired up about Taysom Hill. And BYU apparently was making some contact with him when he was on his mission. They were, you know, working. They were? Oh, yeah, there's, there's a little something So Taysom on. Hill, did Taysom Hill go on his mission, a Stanford Cardinal? You betcha. Signed. Oh. Signed the National Letter of Intent. Now, I will say, Taysom Hill was like a Jim Harbaugh. Love this guy. The ultimate competitor, this do-it-everything. Yeah. Like Captain Comeback vibes. Football Total Harbaugh guy, guy. yeah, football guy, and uh, and so when Har Harbaugh actually got the job at the Niners, and I came back to Stanford, so I had actually found this kid's DVD on a stack of like sixty, and I'm like, "There's a kid from Pocatello, Idaho. Let's pop this kid in." And that's I why you did it. This guy. That's why you did it. Just because oh, yeah. it's from Pocatello. Yeah, I'm like Pocatello, Idaho, man. I I know that place. And I'm watching games. I see the Highland Rams and in, in Holt Arena, and I'm like. Dude, this is good. This guy can play ball. He does it all. He's punting. He's he's throwing the ball. He's catching balls. Like I mean, he's on special teams, kicking. Like this dude was a baller. And I'm and so I show him to Harbaugh, and I I kind of prefaced it, and he loved him. Um, 
but uh, you know, we had we had two kids, two uh, players committed. Um, the other one was a, a, another actual uh, Mormon mission uh, church mission kid named Dallas Lloyd, who ended up starting at safety uh, later on in his career at Stanford. Um, but we our scholarship numbers were tight when Harbaugh left. So I think that there was a little bit of the BYU moved in, and then we also cooled down because of our scholarship numbers being tight. And I was, mm-hmm. I was like, Coach Shaw, man, look, I love this guy, man. This is dude, this is Taysom. Um, but we did have a guy named Andrew Luck on our roster. Yeah. He, was, he was pretty good. So I don't know if Taysom would have beaten that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, nah, that would have been a tough call, but you could have used him in a lot of other places, Coach. He wanted to play court. All right, that, let's so. uh <laughs> let's get yeah, I got you. Uh, mic drop time, Coach, this week. Coming off a of bye week, not really sure where we're going to go. Have at it, bro. All right, so this this bye week, there's two things that I of note for me that I was I was very impressed with and I needed to give kudos to um, two leaders at Boise State um, for engaging and facing the media in, in what is a tough time coming off the CSU loss, and that's – you know, Andy Avalos coming out and having his press conference. Um, you might have loved what he said, or you might have hated what he said. But what I say is good on him for for having an um, unscheduled media press conference. Obli- he wasn't an obligation, so he did that because um, I think that's what a leader does: is that you face tough times in adversity. And as we see, I mean, Lincoln Riley didn't even make his players available. And then the second one is right here on Bronco Nation News is Jeremiah Dickey doing the same thing and, and having a great conversation with um, with Prater and Tust and BJ. Were you on that one, Johnny? I was out of town. Oh, that's right. Seattle, man. You're getting your Seattle on. I love it. But just just for him to, to engage the media in a tough time, it shows courage and it shows resolve. Um, and I, I got to tip my hat there. But in, in that press conference I, 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 that I watched, there was one thing of note to me is um, is Andy citing the youth of this team and not making excuses, but saying that this is um, from whatever metric he pulled. This is the fourth youngest team through who's played, I guess, or what what freshmen have played on special teams. But this is a young team, and uh, that frankly, it's kind of pointing to why we are three and four is the growing process. Um, so here's my here's my uh, piece of good news to that is with the youth or perceived youth of this team, the return of George Halani, a veteran, fifth year player, six year player, fifth year, fifth year player, and DJ Shram, fifth year, six year guy, sixth year, six year player. Your offensive and defensive veterans that have been through the most battles and have been through wars and have put blood, sweat, and tears into that blue turf on a daily basis for the latter part part of more than five years, you have your veteran leaders back. Now, are they both going to just immediately just jump in and play 50 to 70 snaps? Absolutely not. But you have your leaders back on the practice field in the same gear, leading these young players. This needs to be a turning point because your leaders are back that you started this season out with. George Halani, Ashton Genty in the backfield together was a design for this roster, and you could see it in the early drives of the Washington game. DJ Schramm, Marco Notriani, like side by side, those guys 
are going to be even better and Notriani will be even better now that Shram is back making those calls, bringing that grit, the toughness that DJ Shram plays with. This is going to be a huge deal for this team going forward, but it has to show up because if, if we're citing that this is a young roster, that when you do get your vets back, there has to be a difference. And so that's my challenge to this team and to these, these veteran leaders who I love and I love the way that they play. Go be the vet. Go be the guy that leads this team. It's in a dire straits situation, but with everything in front of it. Still can compete with, I mean, truly everything on the line for the next five weeks, including a, a date with undefeated Air Force to, to cap off this season. Do what you can do within your power to lead this young roster and lead them well. And I think we have two great dudes doing that in George Halani and DJ Shram. Fired up to have you back. And that right there, mic drop. I love it. Mic drop brought to you by Bronco Brew Coffee. We love these guys. Who is Wyoming? We'll get there in 90 seconds. You looking for a new job? Well, how about getting into the trucking industry? Our friends at Transportation Compliance Service can help you every step of the way, whether it's the big rig on your screen, the Amazon truck in your neighborhood, all the paperwork, all the things you need. Let them help you out. Transcomservice.com. They'll have you out there towing that first load in no time. Transcomservice.com. United Commercial Insurance makes business insurance easy. They can write business policy insurance in 44 states around the country. UnitedCommercialInsurance.com. Give them a call, 229-8222. Bronco Nation News, a proud client of United Commercial Insurance. We highly recommend you do as well at UnitedCommercialInsurance.com. The Reigns family is happy to have made the switch to Boise Dentistry Co. Highly recommend you do as well. Dr. Miner and his staff, full family dentistry for the whole family. They make it an enjoyable experience to go to the dentist, and we highly recommend you check them out. Five locations in the Treasure Valley. You may think you're happy with your dentist. You'll be even happier if you make the switch to Dr. Miner and company. Check them out online, boisedentistryco.com. The pounds continue to fall off, and it's thanks to Dave and our friends over at Lean Feast. Check them out, leanfeast.com slash meridian. Full customizable meal prep. You want to go into the store, pick out your meals individually. That's great. It's right there on Eagle Road in Meridian. Or you can do it all online at leanfeast.com slash Meridian, and they'll deliver it to you. 208-487-5782. They're feeding the football team, the basketball team, Taylor Green, Ashton Genty, Tyson Degenhart, and more. Check them out. Lean Feast. Leanfeast.com slash Meridian. Still time to get that fall round of golf in, and you need to do it at Timberstone Golf Course out in Caldwell. Book a tee time at playtimberstone.com. The best greens in the valley, new technology, new golf carts, friendly environment, fun, challenging course. Check them out, Timberstone Golf Course. Book your tee time today, and I'll see you out there, playtimberstone.com. All right, Coach, let's talk Wyoming Cowboys. And for the viewers right now, this is going to be a good one for them because the starting quarterback for Wyoming is a guy you 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 coached at Utah State when you were the OC quarterback coach there. So I think this is the first opponent we will have broken down this year for the Broncos where you have, I mean, hell, you were with Andrew Peasley yesterday for four hours watching Jordan Love, who was in that same quarterback room when you coached Jordan Love as the starter at Utah State. Peasley was a backup to Jordan Love. So looking forward to hearing about Bull Ball, Wyoming, this program's toughness, Coach. Five and two, two and one. Like everyone's saying, the season's on the line for Boise State, and I get it. Well, it is two for Wyoming. The same conversation is where they are. 
and they need to go win a game where they never have against this opponent. Wyoming's never won a game on the blue versus Boise State. So a lot to talk about here with Wyoming and uh, get into some Peasley a little bit, Coach. So let's just start you off. Uh, Wyoming, 5-2, and 2-1 two, two and one in the league. Yeah, first off, it was it was a whole lot of fun yesterday. We had a uh, – over the weekend, really, we had a, a 2019 uh, Utah State quarterback room reunion. Um, actually had H- Henry Columbia was our was Jordan Love's backup. Um, he came and stayed here in our guest house. So, you know, the BJ Rain suite here in, uh, in, in yes. Colorado. So uh, Henry Columbia, actually, he left Utah State, actually the same time I left. He went to Texas Tech and was the starting quarterback there. And then Henry, after Matt Wells was let go at Texas Tech, he transferred to Marshall. And last year, he quarterbacked the monumental upset at Notre Dame Stadium. So just uh, he was an the quarterback for Marshall. Oh. Yeah, last year. He, he, I mean, talk about tracking down a cephalopoid on foot, mm-hmm. starting quarterback at Marshall going to Notre Dame and winning that game. Okay. Yeah. I remember Columbia a little yeah. bit. Okay. He and was there too, huh? He was. Wait. Yeah. And, and actually Jordan Love was in that room. Clearly that's why we were all here is to support him, um, you know, in his game against the Broncos tough game, but I loved his second mm-hmm. half comeback. You just need, need one more stop on defense. And uh, Jay Love would have been uh, living in Packers uh, lore even further after his other comfort behind victory against the saints. But uh, earlier in the year, uh, and then, and then Andrew Peasley, and he's married. He's got a baby. Yeah. Uh, he's in his, I believe this is his sixth year of college. Uh, 18, so 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, six years. Um, he has another year if he wanted it to yes, on a medical venture, but we, and we discussed that okay. Okay. and I'm not going to give any of that type of stuff. Cause I still have relationships with these cats. Um, but you know, I'm really proud of, of Andrew He's battled through a lot of injuries. Um, he's fully healthy right now. He's loving Laramie. He loves the team. Um, he loves the camaraderie of the guys. In fact, there were about five other Wyoming Cowboy players at the game that I had a chance to meet one of their tight ends that's a, a superstar. Um, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, but he's a Minnesota um, high school uh, alum and a really good-looking tight end. But, you know, they have a, a very tight-knit football team. Um, you know, Laramie is one of those towns where you know, there's not much to do. Uh, kind of reminds me of like the, uh, the early two thousands in Boise, but like even one tenth as big, um, and one tenth as much to do. So they all hang out together and, and they have a really yeah. good culture. Um, bowl ball, B O H L ball on ball talk. We'll talk bowl ball. So Craig yes. bull is, is essentially like he is, uh, the Genesis of the North Dakota state explosion over the past two decades in NDSU's um, the coaching tree that has come from Craig bull at NDSU, Chris Kleiman at, uh, at Kansas state. And uh, obviously even at Montana state, the head coach that's up at Montana state doing very, very good stuff is uh, also from that tree. Um, it, it, okay. it, it's just been all about toughness and physicality in, in your, in your trenches quarterbacks that um, are oftentimes overlooked uh, because they might, you know, be underdeveloped as seniors in high school or, um, you know, and, and so from that tree, you have Carson Wentz, Trey Lance. And I think that, that, you know, Andrew Peasley is going to be another one of those guys because of his athleticism, but they did, a, they do a great job of evaluating quarterbacks that are athletic, that can do more than just hand the football off, but then they run this pro style system. 
Josh Allen, you know, obviously he's a pretty big one from that tree. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, they, they play really complimentary football. All three phases work well together. They're perfectly okay winning a game 17 to 13. But as they showed earlier in the season against Texas Tech, they can win a game 35, 31, or whatever the final score of that game was. And they can go toe-to-toe with you. Uh, a really deep uh, backfield, really good-looking tight ends and offensive line, and a defense that that has played good football throughout the course of this year. And they've been tested, Johnny. Like, I think Boise State really feels like it's been tested. You know, this is a team that beat Texas Tech, went to Texas with an injured Andrew Peasley and, and hung with them for yeah. the of two and a half quarters before the game got wide open. Um, you know, has played Fresno State. Um, I believe got the win against Fresno State. Was, that was Beat Fresno em. State's first loss. Um, this is a team that's battle-tested. They're, they're veteran. They're developed. Um, they've stuck together. They've gotten some good portal entry guys that have brought, they've brought in. Uh, but ultimately, it's a bit of a throwback team to the era of kind of when I was playing at Boise State. Homegrown, toughness, little creativity. You know, um, I, I, I like this Wyoming team, and I, I think that Boise State athletically will match up well. Boise State's offensive line will match up very well. Um, but I do think that it's going to be one in the trenches, and it's ultimately going to be won by quarterback play. Um, and I think that that's going to be very important, just winning situational football and third downs and red zone opportunities. And uh, the most important thing, Johnny, is going to be the turnover battle. And Wyoming's done a great job of getting takeaways. Um, but, you know, they also, you know, I think Peasley only has one interception on the year. Um, he's taking care of the football. So it's going to be a tall task. Um, they're five-point underdogs coming into to Albertson Stadium. Um, so I think it's going to be a really interesting game, interesting dynamic. Uh, but I'm so excited to watch this one. I'm so glad I have nothing on the schedule on, on Saturday. My softball coaching season is over. We got third place in the entire nice. uh, region. We went nice. as heavy, heavy underdogs, won four games via the walk-off. But now it's over, so I can focus all my attention on the blue and uh fox sports two yep yeah i think it's fs2 fs2 uh we'll get to the you get, you get youtube tv they're all the same really you can get yeah, anything now yeah you get it all yeah we'll get to the questions i see some good ones are on here we'll do that on our mailbag segment coach if you're the oc at boise state with with everything you have here and you know what bull ball is defensively you know this and that would you call a game lighter thinking thinking hey well we can't turn the ball over uh, that's essential no turnover so we're not going to do a couple of passes or something here we're going to be more conservative or do you say screw it we're going to do what we do don't fumble the damn ball let's go if you will then we'll put someone else in who won't like how would you coordinate this Boise State team to beat that Wyoming defense this week well, first off, I think Wyoming's very sound defensively with regards to their run fits. And I think they're built, in, and this is probably going to push some buttons the wrong way, but I think they're built similarly to uh, this Boise State defense in the sense that they are built to stop the run. And because that is their ticket, if they can control the clock on their offensive side of the ball and play bull ball with time of possession, win the turnover battle, and play sound defense and stopping the run – then I think that they, you know, they're they're gonna they feel like they're gonna win the football game. Where I think that there are some matchup issues 
is a guy like Eric McAllister, a guy like Prince Strawn, length, speed, 50-50 balls, finding um, finding one-on-one opportunities. Like I think the A, you got to throw the ball down the field early in this game. You got to test their corners and you cannot play this game trying to be exactly like Wyoming is. Because I think you're going to, I don't know that we'll win that game playing them, their style. The other thing too is I, like, I want to see some trick plays, man, because a team that's really sound and plays like balls to the wall, offensive or defensive football pursues the ball with incredible, like want to, those are the games in the teams when they're selling out and they want to win so bad on the blue. They've never done it. Those are the types of teams that are going to overcommit to a toss play to Ashton Genty. And all of a sudden you got to throw back to Taylor green and then a bomb to Riley Smith, you know, across the field. Like those are the things that, I think will make a difference. And if you hit two of them, you probably win this game. Two of them. Because yeah. Ashton Genty is going to be able to eat at some point in time. He He's the best back in the country, dude. He's the best freaking back in the country. He, he, right? I mean, I think we're Wyoming is so good on defense. They're so good stopping the run. I don't care. Ashton Genty will eat if there is something that makes Wyoming's back end think twice about committing to fit the run. Do you? Yeah. I mean, with, let's get to Holani. We don't know if he's playing this week. I, I don't think uh, my, my interpretation was he's back at practice. And if he's full go back in practice, you would know better than me. Typically in those situations, the kid probably wants to play and the coaches are probably ready to play him. And in this particular instance, is it a, like a quality, quantity type of thing with Genty? Can you get more quality out of him if you somehow, some way can incorporate George to touch the ball seven times, something like that? Maybe not this week, or maybe, I think, down the road. I don't expect a lot of Halani this week. I know he's practicing, but they didn't say he was playing. We still don't know, but that's got to help on the preservation of Ashton Genty. But if you don't have Halani, I mean, you're not you're not thinking about Genty's health moving forward right now, are you? You're thinking about beating Wyoming, and if Ashton Genty is your best option, which he probably is, you're going to feed that kid, right? Yeah, and, and to, to I would love to see, be it George Helani and Ashton Genty on the field at the same time. I would love to see. I think that the running back room is a good room. I think it's one of the strengths of this team, um, and I think particularly behind this offensive line. I think that the running back room has depth. And so the early season look that we saw the first drive against UW was Helani and Genty together on the field in split backs, you know, one of them motioning out. Like that's the kind of thing that I do think that even if Helani's not playing, I'd love to see Breezy Dubar and Ashton Genty on the field at the same time. Now, you put George Helani in that situation and you might have him as your home back and Genty as your motion out back, either getting to empty or orbit motioning, rocket laser motioning at the snap. Now you have, you give a defense some conflict of issues because Halani can go be that plow horse, get you four to six yards, potentially bust one, obviously assuming he's healthy, but then you now have to account for Ashton Genty in space. And they've thrown so many of those flare screens out of one back set sets Boise state has this year out of two back sets. Those inside backers are going to be a whole heck of a lot slower to leave the box and pursue. And then you get Genty some yeah. more space and you get him in one-on-one situations. And I love that matchup with anybody in the country.
you know, you get George Halani back if and when you get DJ Shram back, same scenario. I mean, these are big-time leaders, experienced players, like you said, their blood, their sweat, their tears. It's on that blue right now. I mean, honestly, and don't don't BS us. I mean, you've seen a lot of Mountain West football this season. If Boise State, let's say, gets those players back healthy, they stay healthy. They 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 become the DJ Shram and George Halani, maybe close to what fans expected. Can this team go on a serious Mountain West run and flat out get back into this thing? And I, I mean, that. they control their own destiny, right? The reality is that you is believe it's, it? it's it's this game. This is it, dude. Yeah. You lose this one, you're two and two in Mountain West Conference play. You you basically have only only room for two losses in your last four games. Um, and then you're well, you have room for one more loss in your last four games. You have you have two more losses. You go two and two to finish out with Air Force, Fresno State. Dude, New Mexico's no joke, man. Like I know people think they are and that's deception. Have you I mean, have you looked at the standings in the conference? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the, I don't know the, the, you you know you who the really too. You know who the really bad teams in our conference are? Hawaii, Hawaii, okay. San Diego State. Yeah, yes, that's you're true. Right. They're awful. It's true. Like they, they Nevada. That, place, that place is literally dead man walking right now. It is it is morbid. I mean, watching the the crowd, the the energy. They they're an identityless program. People going to want that gig. Who? People going to want that gig? I mean, I do. <laughs> okay. I love it. I think that's the ultimate sleeping giant program, man, in all of okay. college football. Just dude, think about it. There's no other there's no other team recruiting at the division 1 level from from south of of South Central LA all the way down to uh to to this the Mexico border and everything and that's a in- massive advantage it really yes. is yes. i mean okay yeah that, that job that's, that, that's, that's, that's gonna be interesting that's one johnny that uh that i'd be like hey emory i know we've moved the kids a lot you want to go to san diego yeah you, i mean del mar <laughs> right i mean you're living a little up north there paradise yeah that i mean it'll be interesting but that looks like a gig that could be open. I know you don't love talking about other dudes who haven't got fired yet getting fired, but no. yeah, San Diego State, that would be interesting. But it's, dude, they can't get anybody in that building. The offense has gotten worse over time. I didn't think that was possible, yeah, but this is like right. the worst offensive team, San Diego State. They don't have that that running back that they've they been able to carve yeah, offenses their, their around. Offensive line's not good right now. Yeah. Like it's it's bad. Um, that's great. Yeah. But, but I think so you, I mean, yeah. that's an ultimate sleeping giant job. And I think uh I think ultimately that job is one of those that it's gonna come open. I mean, just brand new stadium and it's empty. I mean, yep. that's the bottom line. So I I, I was kind of semi-joking, just so you know. I mean, I'm I'm you know, I'm make, I'm making moves here in the Denver media market, you know. So uh I'm not I'm not looking to abandon ship, dude. Um, but uh it is one of those jobs that if you're a Californian, you're like, dude, that's a great job. Like that's the bottom line. It's a, I think they need to go honestly. And I always, I think they need a big name guy. Yeah. I think if San Diego state, I mean, get, I mean, here, I don't, Ed Orgeron. I mean, if there's a guy who could get people into a stadium, you just need a California fit, dude. I'm telling you, that's key. Cause I know he coached the USC for a long period of time, but, um, 
I think you need somebody who can can just literally just put a fence around Southern California because SC and UCLA are only going to take a few, you know, of the, I mean, they're going to take the five-star kids, but there's a whole heck of a lot of other players in the state of California. Yeah. So right. anyway, back to, um, back to, uh, where we're at the original question before the 37 minute tangent I went on, um, you got me excited, man. You're talking, uh, talking to Aztec football, man. Um, but you know, the, the, the reality is, is I do believe that we win this, we win this game against Wyoming. Everything is in front of us. We lose this game against Wyoming for all intents and purposes. We have to play the spoiler role for the next four weeks. That's a reality. Because if you're two and two in conference and your two wins in conference are San Diego State and drawing a blank. San uh, San Jose State. San Diego State and San Jose State. You're looking at those are bottom feeders in the conference. CSU is going to finish bottom third. Um, you know, and then obviously Wyoming's still vying for it if they win this game. Um, so this is the game. I mean, that's the bottom line. This is the game. It's huge, man. Let's get into our pick six brought to you by Circa Sports uh, here on Ball Talk with Sanford and Johnny. Good stuff so far, Coach. We always run out of so much damn time too quick. Uh, let's get to that pick six. Uh, we'll see you in 90. All Bronco Nation news broadcasts come from the Cutwater Spirits Canned Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of premixed premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Spirits, perfect for your next game day tailgate party. Our title sponsor is RowPaint.com. For all your commercial, industrial, residential painting needs, check out RowPaint.com. Don't forget about their concrete coatings. Transform that ugly concrete slab on your back patio in your garage in just one day. Contact RowPaint.com for a free estimate today. The official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics and our title sponsor at Bronco Nation News is RowPaint.com. Idaho Central Credit Union has been helping members achieve financial success for more than 80 years. There's an ICCU branch on almost every corner, but the closest is in your pocket with free e-branch mobile and online banking. See why more than 500,000 members love ICCU and join one in four Idahoans by making the switch today at ICCU. Com. Since 1984, Ridley's Family Markets has prided itself on being a hometown food and drug store that employed value members of the local community. Ridley's Family Markets has 13 locations in the state of Idaho and many more in the surrounding states. Download the new Ridley's app to your smartphone, get savings up to 40% off at the checkout line, and find a location near you at shopridleys.com. Former Bronco Matt Bauscher is once again the number one ranked realtor in the Treasure Valley. No home is too big or too small for Matt and his team. Let them fulfill all your real estate needs at BauscherRealEstate.com. Appreciate BNN, the love. Uh, you know, if you haven't subscribed yet, uh, why don't you go ahead and give BJ a subscription, huh, Coach? I mean, the easiest, uh, I quickest cash. I haven't subscribed. I realized that. I was trying to read Prater's article, and I'm like, I need to get a subscription, man. I mean, I'm doing – I think BJ – do you think BJ should give me a free subscription? He huh? gave me one for free. I pulled that card. I said, dude, I'm on the team. Uh, I'm a part of this. I, I need to be able to read this stuff. I, I did play that card with him. Yeah. Uh, but coach, I mean, Colorado's paying you a lot of money to yeah, not. Dude, hey, the one thing it's off limits. It, it, we've talked about this, Johnny. We're not getting into <laughs> coaching contracts and, you know, we're not doing all that. Right. We're uh, as far as, you know, I'm just an unemployed guy trying to get a job, you know, yeah. in, in the media space here in Denver. 
All right, coach. Pick six, Circus Sports. You're going to go party in Vegas. You're going to go party in Vegas at Circus Sports, the finest sports book on planet Earth. Coach, horrible week. Hopefully, they didn't take our advice. I was 0 for 4. They can't buy ramen this week at the store. I was 1 for 3. You were 1 for 3. The updated standings Johnny Ball game, 19 and 16, three games over 500. Coach Sanford, 18, 16, and one. So we are basically tied, Coach, after eight weeks. Got a few weeks left here. You won last week, so you start us off. What's your what's your first pick, Coach? Who you got? All right, we have an SEC showdown in the Bluegrass State. Tennessee is going to visit Kentucky. And the football school, the Vols, playing the basketball school, Kentucky. Tennessee is only a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Kentucky started the season strong. Watching them recently, they're falling off the the face of the earth offensively. I like Tennessee hanging a hot number, and that's a lock. Tennessee, three and a half, book it. All right, I'm going Pac-12. I like the Arizona Wildcats way better than I thought they would be. Noah Fafita, man, baller. I'm playing way better than I thought. However, I think they're going to run into the Jonathan Smith buzzsaw this week. It's in Arizona, bear down, but I'm taking the Beavers, coach, laying three and a half points. Can you imagine if you're a diehard Oregon college football fan, state of Oregon college football fan, the Ducks and the Beavers are both, I believe, seven and one. They both have one loss in the Pac-12. Could be their Civil War series comes down to a trip in the Pac-12 conference championship game. I don't think Oregon State slips up this week. I got the Beavers coach minus three and a half. Take it all the way to the bank. What you got? I got... A BJ Reigns pick right here. No, no. I got a a big 12 BJ Reigns pick, and I'm going in all in on this. After watching UCF really have Oklahoma on the ropes in Norman, Oklahoma's going to visit the Jayhawks. No. Mighty Jayhawks. And Vegas is giving the Jayhawks 10 points. I think that Kansas is not only going to uh, be within 10 points. I think Kansas is going to beat this team that is ripe in Oklahoma. I love Kansas. I uh, love everything that's going on in that program. I think that they are, they're ripe for a program defining victory and BJ Reigns will be smiling, taking shots. Uh, family will oh, be, yeah. I mean, it'll oh, be, yeah. so I got Kansas uh, plus 10, but ultimately I would take Kansas in the money line. Just That's going to be a great atmosphere there. And I'll tell you, they haven't had a football game this big in Lawrence since Todd Reesing and Akib Talib were playing for the Jayhawks with your boy, Mark Mangino, Coach Sanford. I'm going to the Mountain West. San Jose State is on the road to Hawaii. This is a very special game because Shevin Cordero, the San Jose State quarterback, quarterback at Hawaii for three years. This guy's from St. Louis High School, one of the factories of quarterbacks in high school football on this planet with Hawaii. He backed up Tua in high school. That's how old Shevin Cordero is in year six, man. He played high school ball with Tua. This is his homecoming. Shevin Cordero is 15 touchdown passes away 
from becoming the Mountain West Conference all-time leader in touchdown passes. I've talked with, 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 with Coach Brennan. He wants him to get this record. His entire family is going to be at this game. I got to lay 10 points, Coach, but I think Cordero is going to do everything he can to shove it up the Hawaii, Rainbow, Warriors, whatever. And I think San Jose State's going to roll on the island. Give me the Spartans giving the 10 points. The Chevin Cordero Show, what you got? I got the uh, BYU Cougars, who my brother-in-law coaches for. Uh, Your brother-in-law coaches what, what sport? Football at BYU. He's been Your there. Your sister uh, married a football coach? No, 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 no. no. Uh, Anne-Marie's brother. Your wife's brother is on staff at BYU. Yes, sir. I love shout it. Out, shout okay. out okay. to no Matt Mitchell. No wonder she married you. <laughs> well, no, he, he's a lot younger. So he uh, he watched me actually change his life. He came and visited me when he was like a sixth grader, and I was on the blue playing. And I, nice. I took him out on the field, threw the ball around with him, and he's like, I want to be a college football coach. And here he is at BYU. So, for so anyway. BYU is going to Texas. Mm -hmm. BYU coming off a very impressive win this past weekend. Was very impressed with the Cougars. Texas is favored by 17 and a half. BYU's defense led by Jay Hill, formerly of Weber State and formerly of University of Utah, is a, I think he's a fantastic defense coordinator. And he's also going to love not having to play a healthy Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers is injured. So get your pick in early. A lock. BYU plus 17 and a half. Saw that. I think BYU is going to go ahead and give them a little run for their money. And Texas looks vulnerable right now. This will be a trivia question game two. It will be the only time BYU and Texas play as conference members. Think about that. They will never be in a league together, Coach. This weird one-off Big 12 year. Um, I'm going to Conference USA. That's just what I do on ball talk, man. Coach Sanford's former stomping grounds at Western Kentucky. Coach. Ooh, big game, coach. Big game. Old Dominion versus uh, their 18-point favorites. Old Dominion is because they are ranked for the first time ever in program history, coach. I don't know if you saw Old that. Old Dominion's They've only been ranked? No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. JMU. There we go. <laughs> James. Like all they are the right. drizzling craps. I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to abort on this one. Coach, they're ranked for the first time. JMU is. They're 18 point favorites against Old Dominion. Old Dominion's not bad for Conference USA level. I don't think they win, but I think it's going to be close. The party's too big. I don't think JMU knows how to handle all this attention. I think they still win, but they'll slip. It's a decent pick. Well, thanks, coach. Well, who's your next one? <laughs> all right. We're into Boise State, Wyoming. Yep. Three, three plus one, right? Yep. Where are you going with Boise State? Minus five over under of 49. To be honest, I, I think that's a big spread. I, I do. I think a five-point spread with this Wyoming team playing tight ball games. Um, I think best case scenario, Boise State wins this at the end of the game, field goal to win, um, that type of a scenario. Uh, and I think, obviously, if Wyoming has Boise State within one possession late, on the blue, 
they're going to love their chances. So I got Wyoming plus five. I do think that the reemergence of Halani and Shram are good is going to get Boise state over the hump. But I think five points is Wyoming being plus five. I think is, uh, I, I think that's a crazy line to be honest. All right, coach. I'm going to take the over under it's 49. I like the over. I think both teams will score around 25 points, 27 to 31. I don't know. Boise state scores. And if not, their defense gives up scores. They gave up 31 points in one half to the Colorado state Rams. I don't trust it. Coach, give me the over under over 40. Um, let's get into our mailbag portion. Ball talk, I have, coach. I have the over yeah. The over is set at 49 and a half. Is that right? Okay. All right. I'll give you the hook. 49 and a half. They got to score 50. Got <laughs> hey, it. Man, All I, right. I keep catching Playing you, man. Attention. I keep catching right, you. Your thoughts on the staff doubling down on the two quarterback system. Make it make sense, Coach Sanford. Josh, I can't. Um, I I just I haven't been around it. I I I was there in person in Fort Collins. Um, I, you know, I think that the perceived efficiencies of J of Taylor green TG 10, you know, I, I think that this whole concept that, you know, third down putting in Matt, uh, mad dog, it's just different to me. Uh, it might show up great again on the blue, like it did in the second half against San Jose state, um, call it creative. And if it works in, in this game, two thumbs up, I just haven't been around it. Um, I've, I've never, uh, I've never seen it done the way it's being done right now. So uh, I can't make it make sense. Uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm really, I keep going into these games, really hoping that at least either one of these guys just clearly makes themselves the starter and yeah, and they, it and works they, itself out. It just hasn't man. Um, yeah. and, it, and I think the reason it hasn't is, is because being like in person, seeing the rhythm of it, I, mm -hmm. I, I didn't, feel the rhythm of it personally and um that's why i think it hasn't sorted itself out because it's arrhythmic um let's get to this one not really a question but tom says he loved having sanford at stanford um what was your time with the cardinal like you had a couple of stints right or you were with harbaugh Twice, yeah. and shaw um tell tell the viewers what was it like being a part of the stanford cardinal i mean the greatest era of Cardinal football really ever coach. I don't know that it will ever be replicated. I think they have a fantastic mm -hmm. coach there in Troy Taylor, but in the modern era of uh, transfer portal NIL, I don't know that they'll compete at that level. It was a, it was an amazing experience. My wife's family grew, uh, my wife grew up uh, about seven miles from Stanford's campus. Her dad's been a pastor in the Bay area. Tom tricks. Dad was a good friend of ours. Uh, his son, Kobe, uh, I kind of introduced him a little bit to Boise State. Now he's a, a Boise State Bronco. Yeah, he came up to me on the sidelines in Fort Collins, gave me a big hug, and I knew him when he was like a 14-year-old. So uh, pretty unbelievable how life comes full circle. And Stanford was an amazing experience. We inherited a team. Walt Harris had gone 1-11 the year before. Uh, and in our first season in 2007, Pete Carroll and the mighty USC Trojans, we went into the Coliseum as 41 and a half point underdogs and we beat wow. them. And I was literally having um, like 
uh, out of body experience. That was uh, crazy. And yeah. that was, that was the beginning of what was to come because we started winning the recruiting battles against SC. Um, yep. and then, and then really the second stint that I was there with David Shaw was so much fun. Cause I had been David Shaw's, you know, kind of, uh, kind of his grunt, you know, I was the uh, quality control guy there in my first stint. Shaw was the offensive coordinator. So it was really fun to work for somebody that you had had such a good relationship with and served as a recruiting coordinator, running back coach, quarterback coach, and quarterback receiver coach, uh, in my three years there, the second time. And, you know, to be able to go to a Fiesta bowl and then back-to-back -back Rose bowls, um, there truly is nothing that the, the climax of college football is January 1st in the Rose bowl and the sights, the smells, the fresh cut grass, um, the San Gabriel, Perfect. whatever the mountains are, San Bernardino, San Gabriel's, yeah, San well Gabriel said. in the uh, in the backdrop. Uh, it, it's one of those things that I will absolutely never forget. So, just tremendous memories at Stanford, and um, even just being at the CU game when Stanford came from behind. It, it was weird because I've been more closely emotionally attached to CU, but I, all of a sudden the game kicks off, and I'm like, man, this place really, really shaped me. Talking about Stanford. Yeah, that must um, be weird watching those yeah, games. So like you, they you came back. For both programs. You have yeah, friends and, everywhere still. You know, I mean. The other thing is funny is, is uh, my dad coached at Stanford. That's how I met my wife. I was playing at Boise State, and my dad and Anne Marie's dad were high school teammates at Los Altos High School right wow. next to Stanford's campus. Well, my dad gets hired at Stanford. He found a church, and uh, the church happened to be pastored by this guy named Mark Mitchell, who's now my father-in-law. So I ended up meeting Anne Marie at church um, through my dad's stint at Stanford. So um, it's the place is is uh, feels like home to me. You know what's crazy about Stanford, and I've talked about this on on radio shows I've been on and stuff, is that in that era at Stanford that you were a part of, you guys were able, really for the only time in the history of that program, you know, you can sit on a couch and you can say, "I can offer you." the finest education FBS football provides. There is no number two, and there's a lot of really good schools, but Stanford is the number Not one FBS football education. But I can also now offer you, you're going to get to play in the Rose Bowl too. So I get you get the best of both. I'm going to give you the education, but you're also going to get to play in the biggest games of the year. And you'll have a great chance, just same chance to go to the NFL. Yep. You guys made that the thing at Stanford, whereas for so long, Coach, if the kid wants to go to Stanford and take advantage of that education, I love it. But he knows the massive step down he's taking when it comes to football. And your staff at Stanford was able to say, Christian McCaffrey, no, you're going to go to the Rose Bowl too. And I got the education. That's why when you said you beat USC out for all those recruiting battles, all of a sudden, yeah, oh, like Happy learned how to putt. Uh-oh. It's almost like Stanford learned how to play football. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, and, and you guys took care of it, you know, and – uh I'm sure that was a lot of fun for you guys. Absolutely. No, and, and you you literally must have had a hidden tape recorder in all of my pitches as the recruiting coordinator because pretty much Seriously. about exactly what I said. And then also said, hey, and by the way, you're going to get the number one education that plays FBS football. And you're also going to be rubbing elbows with the next Mark Zuckerberg. And sure enough, <laughs> like at Stanford, I'm there. And there, I like heard about it from a student on campus. He's like, hey, I got this this app that I started. Um, and it's, it's, it's like, you can get like a taxi 
pick you up. He's like, so I'll give you a bunch of free rides to San Francisco airport. And it was Uber. So yeah, that's what it was. That was happening. And that was was essentially like a, a, like a, a, it was like a final for, for a class and that's Uber. So. Hey coach, let's just, I mean, again, I I don't know if George Shalani is going to play or DJ Shram. All we were told, I think is that they were practicing, but if you're practicing, maybe you can play, uh, answer sky's question about if you do have him back and you've probably had backs come back from injuries, what's kind of been your philosophy on how to ease them back into it or not? The bottom line is, is if DJ Shram and George Halani or, and, or have the, have any green light whatsoever, and then they can play and are cleared to play, trust me, they will play and they'll play because they love this university and they love their teammates. And we've seen the emotion after games, you know, DJ Shram early on in the season, Marco Notriani after the CSU loss. Like this team is so invested and loves this place so much that I truly believe that they are going to go all hands on deck. Austin Bolt, a guy that I recruited, I was actually uh, his first scholarship offer when I was at Utah State. And uh, I think he has tremendous upside and potential. I love Austin Bolt. Yeah, the good dude kid run. too. Great human good being. Kid. He can run, man. Like we, we were recruiting for our detached Y position, kind of a tight end hybrid. Yeah. And um, so I, I, you know, if there's a chance they're going to be out there, um, pitch count probably more on a running back than a linebacker. Um, you know, I think that, you know, you get six to 10 carries out of Halani. I think that that line, that, that, that plus five changes a little bit in my mind personally. All right. Last one. Um, BJ wanted us to talk about the Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan the spy gate stealing signs. This is all over the place. And, um, I don't know if you were a coach, would you be pissed off if you knew this was happening to you? I mean, is it, still a rule breaker i mean should the ncaa what would be a fair punishment if you're coaching in the big 10 and you're a head coach what would you like to see the league do to michigan or whatever coach almost like a secondary benefit like a bonus mic drop tonight coach sanford what's your thoughts with uh, the sign stealing gate with michigan well every college football team steals signs every college football team that has qcs and gas they watch both the TV copy and then they watch the all 22 sideline and end zone to see if there's anything that they can get from that tape. Um, this actually the best tape to watch typically is the TV copy and it is perfectly legal to steal signs in game, right? There is no NCAA rule about that. However, the breaking report that came out today on ESPN.com was that this military operative that was a volunteer at Michigan over the last three, four years, and then went on staff uh, in 2022, I believe it was May. He was buying tickets on his own StubHub account, on his own SeatGeek account for uh, teams that were on Michigan's upcoming schedule. And all of those seats were right around the 45-yard line, somewhere between seven and 12 rows up. And it wasn't just one seat, it was three. So I'm, my, my assumption, and once again, I don't know, is that whether he was acting rogue or not, that information was getting to somebody. Um, and to advance scout with an employee of your university is entirely illegal. And I thought this was much to do about nothing. I thought it was a bunch of complaining head coaches. I said that on air. 
um, here in Denver on Altitude Sports Radio. I said that, you know, Greg Schiano is one of the most paranoid head coaches in America. You know, he obviously said something at halftime of his game against Michigan about there's a lot of stuff going on and we just got to figure it out and slow it down. I think that if this is an orchestrated signal stealing advanced scouting by a member of Michigan's football staff, and it involves video technology, which they allegedly have surveillance of the people that were in those purchase seats filming everything on both sidelines and even had tickets for this Michigan or the Penn state, Ohio state game this past weekend, but didn't show up because they, you know, he was in trouble. If that yeah. all is able to be proved, this is this is not good. Um, this is going to be a major, major story, and there will be major consequences because the NCAA does not have a good relationship with Jim Harbaugh. Not no. at all. Yeah, I mean, Jim Harbaugh doesn't like the NCAA. Um, no, I, I yeah, I can imagine that too. So, but if you were a coach on another staff, like in the Big Ten, they're they're saying screw that right now. If this is all true, you're saying you know what? We all steal signs, but they did it illegally. If yeah, you're yeah. going to steal a sign, make it a legal way to steal signs. Yeah, the rules are really the, the rules are really clear. I mean, the rules are very clear. Yeah. There's no advanced scouting. Is that a stupid rule? I mean, why can't you sit in a stadium with a notepad and you know, give a notepad to Jim Harbaugh? You want to know why it's 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 a good rule? Yeah. Is because the NCAA, who I call the NCAA holes, because they do nothing right. They make rules after the okay. fact. People have been cheating for years. The NCAA hasn't made the the quarterback, uh, the coach to quarterback communication or coach to linebacker communication that the NFL plays with has not made that legal in the NCAA. If you have that, all this is a is a non. It's a moot point. We're not talking about it. So NCAA, step it up. Make that legal next season. If you don't have the money for it, the NCAA's got plenty of cash hanging around. Go ahead and divvy it up for Sam Houston State so they can get their quarterback coach communications dialed up because this is ridiculous that we're talking about this with a Michigan team that is number two in the nation. And it will take the remainder of their season. Trust me. Double point. Enjoy the rest of the week. Always fun on ball talk, coach. Where can people find you the rest of the week? You got all these radio hits now. Where are they this week? So Altitude Sports Radio, 10 to noon, Mondays and Fridays. Uh, VSIN, uh, which is a Vegas sports insiders. Uh, it's a, it's actually on YouTube. Um, they're not a uh, YouTube TV, excuse me. Um, so VSIN, I'm on tomorrow uh, from 6 to 6.30 in that area with Sean King and Tim Murray. Um, and then nine news here in Denver after, uh, after day after games. So, uh, I'm the, the morning show analyst at times for the Broncos. All right. Great stuff. Another edition of ball talk next Monday will be season one, episode 12 coach Sanford. Well done, man. Hey, hey, we're, 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 we're a dozen in brother. Hell yeah. All right, guys. I don't want to tell you. We'll Do keep we going. If BJ's gonna, if BJ's uh, gonna keep doing what he's doing with this and the compensation, yeah, I'll do it all year. Hell yeah! I, I mean, I, I, I get, it. I work for Bucko Free, man. I'm, I'm, and I love it. I'll do it for Bucko Free, BJ. As long as you just keep giving me a mic and let me spit game, brother. Hey, Bucko great show, free. man. See you later, guys. All right, brother. This is ball talk.